Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 1, Episode 23, Respecting Women. Let's get to the podcast. The title of this podcast is trying to more or less say that women, females in the Smash community, are to feel welcome and safe in the community. That's the basic idea. So Jen, my lovely wife Jen, is here to talk about that with me so that I'm not by myself. I would feel as if that would be uh, at least odd, if not, if not more than that, and more negative word, inappropriate, or even just like, don't do it, bro, kind of a feeling of talking about this, because I'm obviously not a woman, so I'm, I'm happy that Jen came on, and I'm excited for you to hear our conversation about this, and the basic TLDR is, I think that this is something that shouldn't just be swept under the rug just because something like the Smash World Tour gets announced. Nothing against that. I mean simply that we can't just pretend like, okay, now there's something new to talk about, so we're going to forget about that other thing that we all kind of felt like was uncomfortable. Of course it was, because we want to get better at that. So anyway, let's save all of that for the actual not interview, this is a conversation. So let's get Jen in here. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. This is the first emergency podcast that Bottom of the Smash Mountain has ever done. And I am very happy to be joined by my wife, who you all have hopefully heard at least one or two times. She is now a three-time guest of Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Jen, welcome. Hey. So before we get started, let's just clarify. We are a little bit more old-fashioned, you might say. We still like to call each other, each other husband and wife, so I'm sorry if that is uh, not the current age thing, but we like to do that for each other. So try to be respectful of other people's terms, like, partner and so on but that that's us so we're we're we've been married for long enough now to us that's just what sounds most natural to us anyway so please educate us but for now for this podcast anyway husband and wife it is and we are here to talk about the Smash community, from my perception as someone who is a little bit more involved, and from Jen's perception, who is married to a person who's sort of involved. So, Jen, to sort of encapsulate your basic perspective of the Smash community and the Melee community in particular, what is your general impression of it, and how would you describe it to someone who asked you what it is? Hmm. Um, well, it's obviously a community of people who play Melee, Smash, whatever, video games. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like, it's competitive, and 
it's mostly guys, and um, there are tournaments. I don't know, like, what direction do you want me to go in? I think you've gone in a good direction so far. Mm-hmm. Just the best way for me to ask you what you think of something is mm-hmm. to pretend like you're not explaining it to me, like you're explaining it to someone who hasn't heard of the mm-hmm. community or the game before. Yeah, so, like, there's tournaments and competitions and people go there to compete, but also to, like, be spectators. And there's the whole, like, online, like, uh, discussions and discourse and tweets and also streaming and all of that. Content, yeah. Content. Mm-hmm. All the content. And, um, yeah, so it's like a whole community. It's competitive, but it's also like content creation and, um, like more of like the community aspect as well. We're going to talk about the idea of there being less representation from the female perspective in the Smash community, but to sort of remind everyone that it is not as doom and gloom as we are going to probably get into this community from our perspectives and our own opinions but before we do can you name one positive thing that I have mentioned to you about the Smash community yeah um the I don't know, I think the, like, dedication and the, um, I don't know, just, like, yeah, the dedication and the the studying of the game and how to get better and how to improve and how to excel. Like, I think excelling is a good thing, like, you know, to strive for, whether it's in a game or in work or whatever you're doing. I was hoping you were going to mention something to the effect of a charity drive, raising money for for charities that the Smash community has done, but that's okay. (laughs) You did mention it. I mean, you just did, so... (laughs) Yes, that's one good thing. The other good thing is giving an individual a sense of belonging to something and finding other people who feel the same way when that may not be accessible in other parts of their life. Not everyone has a good home situation or a good work situation, a good school situation, whatever part of the life that you are in is happening. Mm -hmm. If Melee or another Smash game, the community as a whole, since it is large, but if you find a place where you feel like you are able to find joy or fulfillment and then connect with other people the socializing aspect of it that's sort of the allure if you will of of any gaming community because playing video games is something that a a fair amount of people enjoy yeah and the stereotype that we're working with here is that it's mostly guys who enjoy playing video games Mm. especially long long stretches of it and we'll also 
engage with content related to said video game online Mm -hmm. and from YouTube or TikTok or Twitter or Reddit, wherever you are, you eventually, sorry, Discord, you eventually find other people who are of the the same mind and the community naturally happens that way. And then before COVID, before the quarantining, it was tournaments and in-person events, those sort of things. Yeah. So, I am not going to pretend to be in the know about this, nor am I going to say that my views belong to anybody else except for myself, even you, Jen. Mm -hmm. Um, I want you to feel like you have a voice in this conversation, and I brought you on because I thought, who do I talk to about this for a podcast? I thought it would be cool to reach out to somebody that I am aware of, within the Twitterverse, since I'm very active on there, who, who, is, who is a female, that we could talk about this issue of females in the Smash scene, but I wasn't confident enough in myself, or I didn't feel like, it felt awkward, I guess, to me. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you instead, and I know that even you don't really participate to any sort of degree Mm -hmm. you only really you only really know about this stuff what I tell you so Mm -hmm. I think what I'm mostly interested in hearing from you and your perspective is how this is perceived by you because you know better than I do all the ins and outs of being a woman obviously because I'm not a I'm not one you are I'm a, I'm a fella, you're a lady, so I think that your opinion is wonderful to hear regardless of that fact, but I think that to sort of help this conversation not sound like this one random, very not much woman talking about women in the smash scene, I didn't yeah. want it to come off as sounding like I didn't know what I was talking about or that I was sort of speaking to other people's other people's perceptions when it's not really my own to share per se yeah like it's not your conversation or something also also i said something smart and you were like jen you should be on my podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes because i wasn't sure if i i wasn't sure if you would want to come on or if I wasn't sure if that was what i was going to be doing just then i was trying to juggle all of it but yes you did say something very reasonable, <laughs> very measured, and I liked what you said, so we'll we'll get to it. Tease. We'll get to it. Yeah. But I'm trying to sort of set the scene, make mm-hmm. sure that we have the nuance of a podcast. That's the other thing. I didn't really share much of my own opinion on the Twitter because I it's it just it's very hard to find the exact right thing to say in so many words because it's they're limited and people who have an issue with what you say won't really start at the place of let's have dialogue and conversation but uh the one thing that I can offer even if I'm not a woman and even if I'm not able to speak to that perception firsthand Mm -hmm. what I am trying to do is foster that conversation I'm trying to make sure that it's not something that is set aside just because of some big news that happens around the same time. There's been a lot of discourse on the internet 
about the two newest characters for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And now we're all starting to move on to the next big thing to happen, which is the Smash World Tour. And there's nothing that I have against that other than specifically things about it. Obviously, in the realm of the internet, a big thing happens. We all talk about it. And then another big happens thing, sorry, another big thing happens and then we talk about that and we move on. I don't want this to be something that we all sort of brush under the rug. I want this to continue to be talked about, not all encompassing talked about, but that we continue to be aware of it and raise awareness of it to say when someone doesn't feel welcome or is straight up being harassed. Um, that needs that needs to be something that that all of us speak up and say that's not okay. So this is me saying I want to do my part, even though it's small, but I want to be part of that. Hey, we want everyone to feel welcome in the Smash community, especially those who are in the minority who cannot speak up for themselves as much Mm -hmm. yeah and honestly like I think it's important that like people who are considered the ones um who are um being the creeps or the I don't know the the ones who are generally stereotyped as the oppressors or however you want to phrase it and I think it's important to have those people speak up too especially when you when you're the one who like sees sees the problem when you like acknowledge the problem because like women can speak up and we can like quote-unquote fight for our rights but it's only when the the men or the majority acknowledge those rights that anything changes so, like, I think you speaking up is important. Like, you can't tell a woman how she feels when she um, is, you know, sexualized, but you can speak to the men who are doing the sexualizing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And it's hard to do that in a succinct, uh, thought-provoking way on Twitter, so I thought... Well, I have a podcast, and I don't want to shy away from topics like this as they come up. I've actually already spoken about code of conduct type things. I've made a podcast about that. I have spoken briefly about, I mean, not as long of a podcast as this is, but I think I, I, think I took 20 minutes in a podcast that I recorded on my own a week or two ago where I was trying to talk about another point of discourse which was people were talking about minors under age individuals mm-hmm. in the community and what what needs to be done to sort of protect them from grooming from being sexualized at a young age and for 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 this it's sort of the same deal where where it comes up and I want to do my part in saying that this is something that's important. We all like to talk about hype moments in Smash and cool stuff and new content and all the other all the other fun things of being involved in the community, but also to say we have a responsibility as well. 
there's mm-hmm. a certain amount of responsibility that you have as a community member that I have as a community member for everyone who's more directly involved, not necessarily you, Jen, but I, I appreciate you talking about it too, mm-hmm. where if there's something that's wrong that we are willing and able to speak up and say that it is wrong. So yes, I've, I've, I've done that before. And so here we are tonight talking specifically about the issue of women not feeling welcome to straight up being harassed or assaulted. So I guess I should have said starting off as well that this sort of conversation is going to involve a certain amount of a certain amount of explicitness. Not that I want to directly mention individuals by name or oppressors by name don't want to do that for the sake of privacy as much as or or and also just not trying to take advantage of someone's story and pushing it out on a Mm -hmm. platform like this but the two things that I will mention directly and we'll we'll go over the video first I want to get the handle right on Twitter for the person who put this out we have at spinda underscore pgh sp1 d sorry sp1 nda underscore pgh mm-hmm. so i'm i'm fairly certain it's spinda and not spawanda but if i am mm-hmm. wrong you can please feel free to reach out to me and correct me on that but what I'm trying to say is that they put out a video onto their YouTube, which I will also pull up here, SP1NDA Spinda on YouTube, titled, Why Don't More Women Play Smash? And it's about 10 minutes, so it will not take much of your time. It is a video that I would recommend you watch. It's a video that I had Jen watch before we started recording of the two things that I wanted to mention specifically because they were put out, I thought, and they were also put out in such a way that they were not mentioning, they were not mentioning anything that was so private that I thought, okay, well, it's not like it's quote unquote off limits. The best way that I can say is that we'll try to be general in talking about these two things, the video and the next piece that I'll be sharing. But I like that we have something to refer to specifically because I it's it's hard to it's hard to wrap up in a nice little bow sometimes a, a big mm-hmm. very can of worms issue yeah. like as you open it it just it just yeah. goes further and further and further but I think the video in particular that Spinda made was was well was well done even though I'm sure they had to put it together in a hurry for the sake of it being still relevant yeah. on on the Twitter discourse in particular but I, I like that the video did a good job overall in in citing different discourses and discussions that were happening during the peak of all these conversations on the internet as Pyra and Mithra, the two characters for Smash Ultimate, were announced and the, re- yeah. and the reactions afterwards leading out of all of that. 
So it's a great video and you should check it out. But yes, the basic point of that video is there's not a lot of women in the smash scene because the, the culture more or less isn't welcoming to mm -hmm. women in the smash scene. Yeah. So I'll let you speak to it a little bit. What were your thoughts on the video as someone who wasn't really aware of 100% of all these things? I think I talked to you about when, when the characters were first announced, I said to mm -hmm. you, Jen, I feel like this is going to become a bit of an issue as yeah. people get into this because this is, these characters are, are designed in such a way that a degenerate person <laughs> is going to do what they will. And then the rest of us are going to feel awkward and uncomfortable because we don't think that's right. And then there are people who actually speak out against it. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on the video made by Spinda? Um, I thought it was good. And um, it, was, it was a good, like, way for me to realize, like, oh, this is, this is a real problem. Like, when you um, brought it up, the other night how you thought this was going to become a problem I I don't know if I would have like fully like come up with that idea myself just because like I'm not a guy but um I I was like oh yeah yeah I can see how that would be a problem and but the the video I think helped me understand that like, this is probably gone further than maybe even, like, you or I, or at least I, would have anticipated. And it also kind of just shows, like, like, these are, these are, this is just, like, a video game that you're just sexualizing. Um, they're video game characters, but then, so, like, then real people who just want to play, like, uh, melee, like, with you. Real women who want to play melee with you. Or How Smash much? Ultimate. Or Smash yeah. Ultimate. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to sexualize them, too, obviously, is, I mean, you're sexualizing just random, like, cartoons. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just highlighting different aspects of the problem that, you know, we've already seen from last summer and we are kind of, like, aware of is, like, still an ongoing problem. And it's not confined just to one specific Nintendo game franchise. This is a... It's a global issue in so many different ways from stories of abuse and, and human trafficking and the uh, everything in between so it's not something that can be tackled all in a day and the part of this part of this conversation is the idea that the world that we that we live in as it stands like between you and I, you and I feel that there's not like necessarily a finish line that can ever quite be reached as, mm -hmm. as, as the world stands now, yeah. but that because that reality is there, 
that means we're supposed to give up? And the answer is no. Right. Yeah. And like, I think that's an, another good thing to point out is it's not like, like we're the good guys and the like quote unquote degenerates are the bad guys. We all like have issues and some of us are just, some of us are more willing to put our issues on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. and make it a little more obvious. Um, yeah. So we all have things we need to work on and we can't like be only pointing fingers at the people who have the more obvious problems. And and when it comes to like canceling a, a group of people or an individual, it's it's fun to do, I I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, I try not to really get caught up in cancel culture. It's just that maybe that's like the best thing that the internet can do just as like a baseline. But mm-hmm. since I believe in how special the Melee community is and the Smash community is, that we can do even better than that. That even though we don't have as many resources, as in particular money, the Smash Code of Conduct panel had to disband uh, at the beginning of this year, the end of last year, mm-hmm. because one of the big reasons was because they didn't have enough resources to continue to service the community. Right. That and being being blackballed or 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 being having the reputation of the Smash Code oh. of Conduct panel dragged through the mud because there were individuals, especially people that were more prominent in the community that did not agree with either decisions or courses of actions or discredited the like the, the, the code of conduct panel as a whole. Right. So that was unfortunate. There are other different code of conduct panels that are around gaming communities, fighting game communities. Uh, Smash doesn't have one like individually at this point, although I hope that may eventually turn around and come back at some point. I don't know, but right now what needs to happen, or at least one thing that I think of as being something that can be done easier is having these public open conversations about what we can do better yeah and it's not a matter of you and I saying we have these ideas and specifically how to do things Mm -hmm. but what we can do at least right away is we both feel that we're respectful of each other. Mm-hmm. I respect your your views, your opinions, you as a person, mm-hmm. and also as a woman, and as 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 my wife. And to say, hey, this is this is the this is the right thing to do. This is this is what is creating um, a harmonious partnership and marriage. This is it's not for everyone. There are people who have different preferences and everything else, and so that's I'm not saying I'm not trying to say anything about that specifically. I'm just saying that yeah, for my for for my part, mm-hmm. I haven't always been respectful towards all the women that I have come across in my life, mm-hmm. but that it has 
improved over time and then when you and I started to date and then we got married that has continued to improve because mm -hmm. I'm hearing from you specifically about different things that you've either dealt with or mm -hmm. that you struggle with things from your own perspective so yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about about that about for you what you think at least in your opinion is like something that can that can be a, a either a first step or what you think is possible for for improvement not necessarily for myself although you can you can talk to me if you got an issue you want to settle we can we can do that too um yeah well i i think like a lot of people have already said um there needs to be like accountability so when someone says or does something like that is not okay they need to be you know called out but also like I don't think it should stop at being like someone's just called out for saying something rude or inappropriate or like offensive to a woman I think there needs to also be like a discussion okay like why why is it rude or inappropriate to say or do those things and um like ideally like get to the heart of the issue of like how do you view women because apparently you don't you don't value them you know um and that's kind of like you can't really do that on twitter <laughs> um you might like in-person tournaments or something like if you actually know the people or like have like an actual relationship with other like melee players like I think you can have those conversations a lot more easily um but ultimately it's an issue of not valuing women and and you need to like be able to get to the bottom of that of like why you don't and and how a valuable woman should be treated um yeah so that's kind of like the big i guess the big picture but like specifics are a lot you can go down a bunch of different <sighs> yeah yeah exactly how much responsibility do you think in your own opinion so this is mm. you know obviously you're not speaking for anybody else just to make that clear yeah how much do you think a content creator in particular a top player content creator combo uh -huh. a top player who is streaming youtube that sort of thing mm -hmm. how much responsibility do you think they really have in terms of their audiences to say these are issues that i think are important to to resolve to to say we need to be better in this way mm -hmm. how much do you think they are actually obligated to do or say any of that aside from the performative stuff right yeah I mean if it's really important to them they'll do more than the performative stuff like everyone's gonna do most people will do the performative stuff but the people who really care about the issue about women being valued are gonna follow up and do the deeper stuff of like even even casually while they're streaming being like 
so like going deeper of like why why is this actually happening and asking like deeper questions like why questions and how do we make this better and yeah I think it's important that um those people who have more influence use that influence for good um but maybe some people don't really care and maybe it's like not that important to them or it's not going to be like that beneficial to them to talk about it but it's going to be you know obviously beneficial to the community to be a safer place so and it's it, it should be talked about for sure in terms of what this community values, I feel like one of the things, for better or worse, is the clout, if you will. There's not really a lot of money in Smash as a whole, especially mm-hmm. within Melee. So to it is unique in that sense, not as if there's zero examples of that in the rest of the world, but just this community... A, a big part of relevancy and social power you would say mm-hmm. is is from how good of a player you are or how many people subscribe to your twitch yeah or whatever that's what a clout is that's mm-hmm. sort of the internet points if you will yeah the amount of followers that you have on twitter and a lot of people might say, or a group of people may say, that a content creator or someone who is in a position of being able to influence things is not automatically responsible for all the the, the downfalls, for all the issues, for, for the everything. And I don't think that you're even saying that, Mm-mm. but what I think we're both thinking and what we're both trying to say is that it's just a matter of someone being in your Twitch chat or a YouTube comment saying something that is offensive or or inappropriate or, or harassing mm-hmm. somebody else and you say, Look, whether whether you whether you you believe in that or that's something that you feel is okay to say, for my piece, I don't think it's okay to say. Yeah. Just to take a a stand more often I guess to yeah, sort of true. raise that awareness I think that's what we both feel yeah is at least something that look it shouldn't be that hard to do or at least why why is it a big deal for anyone to do that why is it a big deal for you you have a lot of clout for in whatever form and mm-hmm. then you get upset because people sort of hold you to a higher standard it it, that happens in any sort of construct of social sorry society yeah yeah we do sort of expect the people who are famous even like the hollywood level famous or the or politics Mm -hmm. whatever part of the world athletes to have like that perfectness about them I, i think about there was a player for the nfl who got into trouble because of dog fights like facilitating that to Mm. some degree and that was Michael Vick and went to jail served time and then afterwards a lot of people didn't really like the idea of him 
ever being able to play in the NFL again, which he ended up doing. Uh-huh. But one of the things that I liked out of that story, after all of the, the, the wrongdoing, Michael Vick, to, to my knowledge, did do a fair amount of charity work or like around the, the, the treatment of the well treatment of animals mm. and dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know the like the, the, the full story there. I can't yeah. throw like a number at you or anything. But it was like there was there were real steps that seemed that he seemed to have taken to say I've I lived a, a, in this area of my life, I lived a a, a worse side of it as compared to a better side of it. But now, because of what has happened to me and what I've learned, I'm, it's better now. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually trying to take steps just beyond like the press conference of saying, hey, mm-hmm. treating animals poorly is wrong. I think it would be very easy for just about anybody to say that, but to sort of put a, 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 bit, a bit of a bigger step into it. Yeah. I think that is sort of the the price of fame, right? There that people talk about. There's a certain amount of things that do happen to you, and I think that one of them that should be the case is is having a little bit more of accountability because you are more in a public eye. I feel like that just happens naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're influencing other people too. That's the other aspect like of not only do you have like responsibility to the um uh i don't know <laughs> meet people's like standards uh i mean that's that's you don't have to meet people's standards but there is a standard that people expect you to meet despite the fact that you don't need to meet it anyway um but like besides that you have influence on other people and you not only influence like in in like how you play like for melee it's it's not just like an influence of how you play melee but how you interact with other people while you're doing that and um yeah it's it's important to if you're going to be an uh that popular if you're going to be like someone that people subscribe to part of that part of that uh re- I, I, i'm losing my train of thought i'm sorry but like basically part of that position part of that role is to be able to handle yourself well and to be able to like be a example to others like that's that's just like part of being popular part of like having everyone's eye on you is being able to bring um a positive influence to those people and if you if you can't then it's kind of like you've failed your job but maybe we shouldn't call people failures i don't know i don't know if it, it i think it's more it probably is better said to be a, a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think about the people that have influenced my life, right? And I'm thankful for them because most of them influenced me to be a better person. Yeah. How do you view someone who influences you to be a worse person? I don't know that that is... To me, that's an odd thing to think about of yeah. admiring someone who makes you want to be 
worse, but but the truth of that is that when you are doing something that's wrong, the easiest thing in the world is to deceive yourself into saying, actually, what I'm doing right now isn't really all that bad. Nobody yeah. cares or nobody's getting hurt. Yeah. That's the easiest justification in the world for, to make for just about anything. Also, this cool person who I like to follow and like to watch is doing it too, so whatever. So I'm like, I'm You're in justifying. on this. Yeah, justifying an action. And so can you be aware of all the social injustices and issues and sad stories? That's not necessarily possible because you can't, I mean, I don't know any, I don't know everybody's story, Mm -hmm. right? I I really enjoy bringing on different people from the Smash community on, Melee community in particular, to talk about their stories. And those have been really fun to hear thus far. Yeah. And what they've been willing, what they've been willing to share has been great. But I like, it's like eight or so people thus far somewhere in that neighborhood. I can't really think off the top of my head that number, but mm-hmm. I'm never think of thinking about it. I'm never gonna talk to every single individual, right? Yeah. And so, and they're not gonna be comfortable sharing like all of the stories anyway especially stories that are that are sad or that have a negative impact in their life so it is hard or or impossible I should say to be constantly aware of to be constantly talking to be saying hey while we're here let's let's talk about this issue today let's talk about that issue today but um, I think that the if it can be generalized to a feeling of saying the idea of my community or my audience yeah. is for it to be a welcoming and safe community and doing whatever you think is necessary to get to that spot. I think that's a little bit easier of a cake to eat. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's definitely like you don't have to like address every like social issue there is, but like if it's something within your community that you've built, it's your community, so you should probably encourage it to like you said be a welcoming place and to address the negative things that are are in it you know I come back to the the general idea that when we all lift each other up we all rise that's something that I that I like to say I forget where I I forget where I heard that it was a long time ago but it's very hard to do. It's very rare that you actually see that enfold into a real life circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's usually sort of the crab mentality of one or two people kind of climbing up to the top and you pull them back down so that they can sort of be back to where you are, right? Yeah. And in the culture of America in particular, there are people that whose names we know. Everybody in America knows somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio, I guess, or knows a historical figure like Leonardo da Vinci. You get it. And (laughs) that just sort of happens. There's a certain amount of hierarchy that just happens. As But the power of the people, like those sort of stories have happened as well. The well, it wasn't freedom for everybody in America back in the end of the 1700s, but the first step of freedom of everyone in America happened mm-hmm. when 
the 13 colonies, they were colonies at the time, at the time not states, mm-hmm. decided that they would unite and fight an empire that was four or five times the size of itself. Yeah. An empire that they were beholden to, that they were colonialized by. And thusly, America happened. And like I said, it wasn't freedom for everyone in America, but since then, it's been slowly getting to a point where everybody can have freedom to be themselves and express who they are, but there's still that selfishness that we all have inside and that we all deal with, Mm -hmm. where if you are growing up and you don't have great influence and you look around at other people who again, have influence within your community or the sphere of people or groups that you are aware of, especially on the internet, if they're not great influencers as well, that can lead to an individual not being super great to start off with and having to learn a lot of lessons. But for an individual who is listening to this or for any people who are listening, what I would what I would say for, for myself is try to treat those around you the way that you would want to be treated yourself, that golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. And even though that is hard to do a lot, it is very hard to think in the interest of other people, especially when it comes to sacrificing something else of your own, mm-hmm. something that I struggle with as well. Mm-hmm. But it 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 and it and it takes a while, but yeah, try to take small steps in that direction, yeah, and it's yeah, like you like you were starting to say, it's like a process of um being like aware of yourself and aware of like your struggles um and how you tend in areas where you tend to not treat others well. And just being aware of that and being aware of when those things occur and then starting to address them. Um, yeah. For someone who is listening, you might be remembering that we were going to speak about a little bit about a second piece. We won't spend as much time on this, but it is a twit longer that was written by at Excess tigress at e x c e s s t i g r e s s and before you panic this this twit longer will be linked in the description of this podcast and you can read it the idea of this twit longer is a, a female a woman sharing her perspective of growing up being involved in the Smash community and some of the things that were said or done about her, against her, that are frankly hard to read. And yeah. and it I I won't be specific here. You should just read it for yourself and try to put yourself in her shoes and and realize that what brought this on wasn't anything that she was deliberately trying to do she was in fact more comfortable just not being 
addressed in a way that was overly sexualized, but instead, no matter what she did, she was consistently, constantly harassed online and in person. Yeah. Be- just because she had uh, she had a she was she was built in such a way that that was drawing attention towards her that she did not want Mm -hmm. so when you read something like that if your first thought is to justify any of those actions or words against her why is that yeah um you may from my own perspective (laughs) i'm not blind Okay, I'm a I'm a I'm a guy, so I am fully aware of the fact that that women have like the 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 parts of their body that are like attractive in like my my own eyes, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm attracted to you, Jen. You're my wife, obviously. That that that's gonna be a given, and that's that's normal. That's 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 natural. Healthy. That's healthy. Yes, healthy. Exactly. Um, the unhealthy thing is sort of turning it into like a hose of behavior against an yeah. entire group of, of individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and overstepping boundaries and, or just like crashing boundaries and <laughs> you are what? Doing this for your own self-importance or self-satisfaction? It's not a great look. So if the first thought is to somehow turn it into a good look or something that is worth bragging about, just from me talking to a person who, or a group of people who would say that, that to me, that doesn't make sense and I don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like I, like reading that, like you said, it was hard to read and I was trying to like, why did she continue like even going to these tournaments like not not from like not that that she shouldn't have but like I wouldn't feel comfortable at all like and it wasn't her fault like she was literally making herself uncomfortable to in order to hopefully prevent being sexualized by guys who were there like from the clothes that she wore and all of that. And yeah, I just trying to think of it like from her perspective. I I feel like it would be like so traumatic, like honestly. Like so traumatic. And to like you can't you can't justify like sexualizing someone in that way and traumatizing them and like basically like pushing them away from this community just for your own like whatever like satisfaction or like ego or something like how hurtful is that and it's 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 one story out of of many that we heard starting from around last summer there there have i mean i think in the history of 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 smash in general there have been there have been stories been told by people uh, by women in particular since this is the subject of the of the podcast i'm not saying that a that a guy can never be uh, uh, harassed or assaulted themselves uh, but we are speaking more of 
along the lines of from a, a woman's perspective. Yeah. And the stories that these that these women have shared. So, thank you for your bravery and sharing your story to 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 any that have. But yeah. Um. You have, you have these sort of things. You have these sort of things happen occasionally. I'm just glad in this in this particular instance that it wasn't didn't seem to be something that that it's not something that has crippled her so much that it yeah. was that it's that she's completely like like exiled herself right that she right. has a community like and a support system mm-hmm. around her enough that she feels like she can share this story yeah for sure right. that was very brave mm-hmm. yeah and then when when i read stories like that uh, aside from you know feeling distressed uh, to at least a little bit it just 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 like heart breaks in in the sense that I feel so sorry that anybody would actually be be, be treated that way, especially mm-hmm. deliberately. It's one thing to accidentally like cross a line, but again, the that is the, the in this particular story for her crashing bad past boundaries and and come totally inappropriate and just straight up harassment at at like all levels. So when when you Jen think about yourself you you had sort of a talked about this just briefly mm-hmm. already about from your own perspective you wouldn't feel comfortable going to an event within the context of a, either a melee event or a smash event or otherwise like where there's going to be mostly guys especially if like if you don't have a, a group of ladies around you or myself around you or, or, mm-hmm. or people that you trust around you, if you're kind of more on your own, like from that perspective, it doesn't seem like something that you would want to willingly do. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think it sounds like she went when she was really young, like middle school or something, and she probably was with people, but like, the scenario that you just described like if if melee was something that I was like very much into and and wanted to like be more involved in like hopefully like I would at least go to a tournament but like after having like multiple like negative experiences like over and over again like this wasn't just like one negative experience it was like multiple for years it sounds like Mm -hmm. so like I mean, I think, I, I think after multiple experiences, like, I, no, absolutely not, would feel, I would not feel comfortable, like, going back to another tournament, or, yeah, I, I honestly, like, really am amazed that she, like, stuck with it for so long, and is still involved in the community, um, and also, I think it's great that she is being honest and um, sharing her story and bringing attention to an area that really needs it. And that needs to change. Right. They can't ignore the problem and just brush it off aside and be like, well, we got other bigger news to talk about now. Hooray. It's, there are people uh, and, 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 not specifically her i'll generalize a little bit there are 
there are women involved in the Smash community who, like, this is the life that they live, right? And mm-hmm. maybe maybe it doesn't happen as much, or maybe it's stopped. But even worse, maybe it's it's ongoing. Mm-hmm. That the people or men who have been um, either uh, like harassing or oppressing, abusing, still being present, yeah, and and uh, and acting as if nothing was wrong or nothing happened, or mm-hmm. or that it's just like a boys will be boys mentality. That accountability piece that we yeah. had that we had also talked about. It it ruffles the most feathers, I think, for someone to be told, "Hey, you can't be here anymore." It doesn't matter what the reason is. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna go over well, right. just fundamentally speaking. So, and it's hard to do without a big organized structure, yeah. like there is within, say, a school, for instance. There's a principal who sits you down and says, "You've you've done something wrong. We're going to suspend you." Or if it's really bad, we're going to expel you. Or if it's really, really bad, it's we're, we're calling the cops and they're coming to get you. Like, sorry, to pick you up, excuse me. You get it. But with the Smash community, that is one of the big challenge and challenges. One that I hope will be addressed over time is how do you have an accountability system that can properly and objectively look at different situations and say this person needs to go straight up or they need to take a break they need re-education they need therapy and the person who has been affected this person needs to be uh, validated for what for what they went through they need to be heard they need they need all the resources too like to be able to get through that and it is hard because of how large the community is and how in my opinion there's not really a lot of effort and drive to say hey let's 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 try to throw more resources in this direction mm-hmm. yeah um just beyond the and i hate to say performative it, it just saying something at all is a start but yeah the the following up thing the continual yeah. raising of awareness and again i'm not saying this is an this has got to be an everyday thing but it Think about the person who does have to go through this sort of crap every day yeah. or every moment. And they're, they're, they want to be involved in this community, right? They, they love the game and they want to, or they, they, they're really great at art and they want to do commissions. They're, they love remixing the music from the game. Yeah. They want to be involved somehow or commentate, be a top player. And, and what? Because of how they choose to identify themselves or how they are, you're going to just take that away from them and it, it's something that I that again I, like I said I to me that's wrong yeah well, yeah definitely and I think it's because there is not that like structure to to address the issues um I think it's it's more on you know the individual people who are attending the tournaments who or who are like on the chat or whatever to like not tolerate like like abuse or sexualization or just like really you know 
inappropriate, demeaning comments. Um, and I think that's that's something that we need to realize that there's certain things that like aren't are okay, like not to tolerate and should not be tolerated and can be called out. As as wrong. As wrong. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, ideally, again, like I said, ideally it's not just calling someone out, but calling them into a conversation. But the there's not always room for that, you know. Mm, right. And I shouldn't generalize to the point where it's not like I'm making it sound like nobody in the community cares. Right. Because yeah. there are, and people who are more in the positions of either, like, there are top players or content creators head tournament organizers those those sort of individuals who mm-hmm. uh do more of like the behind the scenes stuff about trying to sort specific situations within their own sub communities right sure. of what they like of what they have influence over so this isn't this isn't like such a thing that i'm saying it there's there's no desire for improvement to be found it is there mm-hmm. but uh, to continue to say more desire to improve is not a bad thing yeah that's part of it yeah and I think those people who do have those um who are in those positions of like running the tournaments or who are those more um popular uh players have the opportunity to to start um like having expectations for other people of how like people in their community at their tournaments should treat other people you know there should be some sort of guideline um but Mm -hmm. I mean that gets complicated and that takes like a lot of responsibility and effort on their part so it's not easy it is not so it's one day at a time and it is sad to say as more stories come out that can't be something that the majority of us want to just sort of push away and go ah, you know I'm I don't really want to you know I, I think I, I think I get it right but like mm-hmm. just to continue to affirm the person who's willing to be brave and share their share their story um to say in general I want to be a welcoming person of any other person who wants to be in this community and to make them feel safe and heard and be able to express themselves safely and welcomingly also right I want our daughter Ellie if she ever decides that video games and smash is something specifically that she got into chances are low doesn't seem like it's going to happen and that's fine as it that's fine but the idea is i don't want anybody to have to go through a, a negative situation mm-hmm. but i also want to be able to for to personalize it to me yeah. i want to be able to be like yes you you know i will take you and we can go and you'll be fine because you, your mother and I will be there Jen and I will be there with mm-hmm. you and it'll be fine because everybody there is cool 
as compared to being like, mm, we're not taking you, it's not safe. Yeah, danger zone kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because right now, I, I don't know. I, I think the answer is, is leaning no towards saying, mm-hmm. I, no, you have to be like much older than 13 or 15 yeah. before I would let you go. And <laughs> that's it's such a weird and hard thing to say because a, at, certain, at a certain point, a child starts to individualize themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. They want to do their own things and they want to have their own friends. And I, I'm, it is a dichotomy that we will, uh, <laughs> as we continue to, as our yeah. children continue to grow and as Ellie continues to grow, we will definitely start to realize more and more of, of what we went through, like yes, watching teens. our own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But just, I want her to be as safe as possible. That also means not sheltering that also is a form of danger because then once you finally let them go then there's like almost no preparedness whatsoever for like the I'm I'm saying quote and I'm doing quotes with my fingers the real world yeah or whatever yeah so (laughs) it's it's from a my own perspective but also just think about the people that come after you think about the individuals that come after you are you making it a better place than what it was before you came in? Are you actively working to make your, make your sub-communities, Smash community as a whole, a safer, more welcoming place? I think that's a good place to start is just to ask yourself, am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Is yeah. I mean, Smash and Melee is going to continue. <laughs> it's going to continue, Jesse. And yeah, hopefully it will be a place that improves as time goes on and is an even like better, safer community as time goes on. So um, something that is important to Jen and myself uh, is is our faith. We are we are both uh, Christians. We. We believe in the, the the gospel as it as it is presented in the Bible, and before you start to feel like uh, we're being uh, like of the like the judgier individuals of Christians that you've either known in your own life or, or seen on the internet, um, one of the things in the in the in the Bible that I feel is important and worth sharing in this particular instance is how often Jesus, when in the, in the gospels that were written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John being among people, Mm -hmm. simply loving them as individuals. Um, It's as simple as Jesus several times in several different stories would walk up to someone with a physical ailment, even something like, um, what's it called? The skin disease that uh, leprosy. Yeah, leprosy. Excuse me. Would walk up to somebody with leprosy and touch them. And in the culture set by people of that time, mm-hmm. especially the Jews, which is which is the 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 um the, that was what Jesus was born into. His mm-hmm. parents were um, Jewish. Yeah. Like the culture was, if someone has leprosy. The law, the literal law of Moses says, don't 
touch that person. You will be unclean because they are unclean and being unclean is bad, 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 those sort of things. Do not associate with them. Literally castrate them from the town or excommunicate them from the town. Mm -hmm. Remove them from the town, the village, the the bunch of tents that are sitting together (laughs) or buildings that are sitting together. Get them out of there. And Jesus would touch somebody with leprosy like touch their arm or whatever you get it not like that and he would say to them your faith has made you well like those sort of words right and they would be healed from their leprosy so what i'm trying to say in all that is that that is our example jen and i that that's our example of how to love another person we don't have that magical power thing if you we're also not jesus yeah 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 we're not jesus (laughs) <laughs> obviously and and I'll, I'm not trying to tell you or try to convince you of how true any of this is or whatever that is up to you to mm-hmm. as as for your own self whether or not to believe in that but our example is someone who loves unconditionally yeah and that that's what gives us hope that's what gives us a desire to take the love that we have been given despite all of our faults and all the things that that we have done wrong, excuse me, our son is crying in the, (laughs) he's gonna need to be fed soon. Um, That love is something that we want to share with others, to share that hope. So, like I said, it's your choice, but that is what inspires us to want to treat one another better, to treat those around us better, to to shine that light, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Did you want to say anything about what you, about what, like, important about, about your faith, like, anything that you find relevant, worth sharing? Um, I mean, uh, so when you were talking about Jesus, I was like, where, where's Jesse going with this? And the first thing that popped into my mind was like, <laughs> Jesus cared about the woman. <laughs> Um, just because we're talking about women, but like in that culture, like literally the women were like not really um, respected or more or less viewed as property, if that like first class property, but kind of like an (laughs) asset, if you will. Yeah, yeah, but like Jesus was like one of those people who um, treated them like people and like a a valuable person and he talked to them when he wasn't supposed to talk to them and he um spoke highly of them and and just valued them in a way that um people at that time didn't and so I think um that's I mean that's just one only one of the Mm -hmm. reasons that Jesse and I um think that believe that believe that women are valuable and also that we are called to defend and and respect the 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 rights of women and and the value of women um there are others um from the bible and also just from our own personal opinions but that's jesus example is one of them Yes, the the woman at the well, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she's one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was like not even uh, a Jew. Like there was multiple reasons why Jesus wasn't supposed to be talking to her. Like she was from the wrong. Like, a, a different uh, Samaritan, like yeah. a, a wrong the wrong uh, lineage of people, culture of people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she was also a woman, but Jesus talked to her and. Yeah, they had a conversation, and he, like, was offering, basically, like, the gospel, like, the the message of salvation to her, because he valued her, and valued her, like, her life here, her eternal life, so... Yes, so if you wanted to read the particular story of, uh, it's, it's basically in this ESV version of the Bible, subtitles Jesus and the Woman of Samaria, but John 4 is where you can find it, and yes, more or less, Jesus ends up sharing the gospel with her, and she, and she says at least the one time it's like why are you why are we talking right now <laughs> because she she knew that that was unusual or that it was odd and she even admitted that like you know I'm not really someone that anybody in this town talks to in this yeah. in this village talks to but her reputation wasn't right, even good right like yeah. it's not the kind of reputation that a person who's viewed as a prophet in 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 that in that time mm-hmm viewed as an important person Jesus is viewed as an important person but that's the whole idea that Jesus loved the people that he came across and yes like you said the the, the women that he came across treated them respectfully and the same as a man of that of that yeah. culture yeah and that is the example that we have so yes thank you for for tying that back into the yeah I brought up the story of the leper I probably should have led with the story of the woman at the well or that's okay it's still I mean Jesus cares about all people we Mm -hmm. should care about all people (laughs) yes exactly yes Mm -hmm. even the um another passage of the bible even loving your enemies yeah it's he's not calling us to 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 love the the like what they love is just to love that person yeah to be instead of being super confrontational and like like fighting and and malice um to treat those around you with love and it's it's something that is that is counter cultural and it's counter intuitive Mm -hmm. but that is what we're called to do yeah right and so that's how we make it real in our in our lives not just uh, a f- you, I guess you could call it a fluffy story in, uh, of the Bible, of this text that m- you might not even believe is real, but to us it is, and that's that's how we that's how we choose to live out our lives. And so, if you were wondering, now you know. And again, we're sharing so that it's something for you to consider as well. Whether you choose to believe it or not is up to you. We're not telling you one way or another we're sharing how we make faith real in our lives yeah and it also gives context to like why we just had that conversation Mm -hmm. yes why it's important to us right so yeah from a human perspective and from a from another worldly perspective 
it should be obvious, but it apparently isn't. is not <laughs> that how a woman is treated or a person of color is treated, a person of about how they identify themselves or orientation or any of the things that are listed in an HR article piece <laughs> should not be inherently because of that treated worse as a human being as a human being you have value and you have worth Mm -hmm. so even to the people who have done like wrong actions against 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 a woman there is hope in turning that around and making your story from one of oppressing an individual a a woman Mm -hmm. or women um and turning it into championing for for that for for rights of uh, of a woman or women i realize as i say that that's not something that happens particularly often in the real world but it has happened there have been stories of it and it's possible so it it's something that we that that jen and i believe in the possibility of happening while also understanding real world is messy too Is there any other thing that you wanted to add in before we finished up on this, or do you feel about good with? I feel like we covered a lot, and I think, like, ending where we did is good, kind of giving context for what we believe and why we had the conversation. I think that's a good good place to end. Mm. Okay, so... This is Jesse signing off. Jen, thank you for joining me. Of course. Love to have you on again. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Flattered. Of course I'd like to have you back on. Of course. All right, sounds great. Well, I hope that you all enjoy your evening slash day or midnight snack. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. I'll say it one more time. When we all lift one another up, we all rise. That is something that, like I said, is something that I like to say. It's in the rules channel of my Discord server, if you were curious. Anyway. I hope that there was a part of this conversation that made you think about this topic differently or that there was something that made you think, okay, so maybe, maybe I need to reevaluate my own, my own perception of this or my own situation regarding this, especially if this isn't something that necessarily is a major concern to you. If you are a guy, for instance, and you don't have a lot of friends that are are female, or you don't have any sisters, whatever that is, if this isn't something that you haven't put much thought into of walking a mile in their shoes, you know what I mean? Empathizing and sympathizing, maybe it is something that you can try to educate yourself more about or to 
read stories that have been shared of people, of women who have shared their stories, who have been brave and shared their, their, their situations. And, of, and oftentimes things that are much worse than that, who have been brave enough to, to share those and consider that your actions and the things you say, especially on the internet, since it's easier to say things there, they are occasionally taken in a different context than the way that you think is being pre- presented. Maybe it is crossing a line or much worse than that. And if it's deliberate, this is going to feel personal to you because you would be someone that we were talking about wanting to say, hey, this shouldn't be doing any sort of bad thing, whether it's harassment or worse against a woman or women. So whatever it is that we were talking about and whatever situation you're in, I hope that some of it, at the very least, was helpful in some way. For Jen and I, we wanted to share our thoughts about it, why we believe what we believe, and to help foster this conversation still so that it doesn't just die off and that it's like nobody really cares because there are people who care and there are people who want to see things be better. And so here's hoping that over time we get to that spot. So I hope that you do what I already said, enjoying the rest of your time on this day that you are in and hope that whatever situation you're in, that it gets better for you. Blessings to you and be safe. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Say. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.